The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... The 62nd Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind was held virtually and in person in Schaumburg, Illinois. Welcome to ACB Reports. The virtual-only component of the 62nd Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind began on June 19th, and the face-to-face session in Schaumburg, Illinois, which was also streamed virtually, began on July 1st. The opening session in Schaumburg was called to order by then-interim president of the American Council of the Blind, Deb Cook-Lewis of Clarkston, Washington. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 62nd Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. And we're welcoming you in Zoom. I want to hear them yelling, but they're all in that little space where they can't. ACB Media, Clubhouse, we have Spanish, we have captioning, We have everything, and we have a load of people right here in Schaumburg, Illinois with us. All right. One more thing we have to play for you. We have a proclamation from the governor of our great state, J.B. Pritzker. So can we play that, please? State of Illinois Executive Department Proclamation. Whereas since 1961, the American Council of the Blind, ACB, has worked to increase the independence, security, equality of opportunity, and quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. And whereas ACB is the chief influencer among consumer organizations of people who are blind or visually impaired, and whereas the state of Illinois is home to inventions which have greatly improved the quality of life of individuals who are blind or visually impaired, such as the white cane invented in Peoria and the hall brailer invented in Jacksonville, and whereas ACB has achieved important advocacy and legal victories through its national organization, affiliates, and local chapters, such as the recent federal court ruling that will lead to deployment of more accessible pedestrian signals in Chicago the nation's third largest city, and whereas over 700 members and friends will be gathering in Schaumburg, Illinois for ACB's 62nd Annual Conference and Convention at the Renaissance Hotel and Convention Center from June 30th to July 7th, 2023, to experience new technology, discuss important advocacy issues, and meet old and new friends. And whereas the Illinois Council of the Blind, an affiliate of ACB, will host the conference and convention. Therefore, I, J.B. Pritzker, Governor of the State of Illinois, do hereby proclaim the week of June 30th to July 7th, 2023, as American Council of the Blind Week in Illinois, and encourage all residents to reflect on and appreciate the contributions to our greater society, which have been made by people who are blind or visually impaired. In witness, whereof, I have hereunto set my hand, and caused the great seal of the State of Illinois to be affixed. Seal of Illinois, done at the Capitol in the city of Springfield, this 13th day of June, in the year of our Lord, 
2023, and of the State of Illinois, 205th. Alexei Giannoulias, Secretary. Thank you to Governor Pritzker for that, and I'll turn you back to Deb. Have a great convention, everybody. I wanted to comment that Governor Pritzker's message was read to us by Adam, who is our new AI voice. He's one of our honorary members. You like him? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. And uh, Rick manages him. Rick Morin manages him in the back back there. Uh, We are now to uh, my president's report. It is short because I am short. No, because I have only been president for three months. And so, therefore, this should only take about 12 hours to uh, work through for you. But seriously, it has been a, a fascinating and fantastic ride. I have certainly enjoyed serving you the past three months. I do think we have been making progress in ACB, despite so many different things that have been happening to us, and the transition process has been really, really great. In the next year, we have lots to do. As I mentioned in the board meeting yesterday, we will be looking at our future convention processes. We have two more years of contracts for conventions, and then we have the option to maybe do things yet again somewhat differently. So we are evaluating the data that we have from the last couple of years, and we will also add the data that we receive in the future. But we'll also be talking a lot more with our members about what they value in ACB's conventions and what we can perhaps do differently. There are a lot of experiments in this, so um, we appreciate your patience, and we will continue to move forward with all of this. As you know, we will be looking during the next year to hire a longer-term, nothing's permanent, executive director uh, for ACB. And I am so grateful to be working with Dan Spoon uh, for these past months and for ever how long we'll be working together in this way. I really appreciate his energy, his thoughtfulness, his care for WCB, or ACBC, I don't even know where I am, ACB and how everything has kind of grown. But we will be in the process over the next year of filling the position on a longer-term basis because Dan really wasn't planning to do this when he came into office as president. So we have a lot of things in our future, and I just look forward to that future in whatever capacity I will be experiencing with you it. But right now, I want to turn the meeting over to our interim executive director, Dan Spoon, for his report. And if you heard Dan and the staff yesterday at the board meeting, you should already be energized and ready to go because it was really amazing. But to continue in that energy, I'm turning things over to Dan. Hello, ACB. I have to tell you, I I don't have a lot of prepared remarks tonight because I really want to speak to you from my heart. Four years ago in Rochester, with my parents listening on ACB radio, I accepted the position of ACB president. Since then, it's been four years absolutely amazing years. 
And it's been amazing because of all of you. The strength of our organization is our members, and you all show it each and every day. We have done so much over these last four years to grow and change our organization. It really, I think, has been remarkable what our board and our staff has gone through over amazingly turbulent times. Who knew that just a few months after the Rochester Convention, we'd find ourselves in the middle of a pandemic? What were we going to do? How was ACB going to move forward? We came to a fork in a row. We couldn't have a convention. We couldn't do what we normally do. So what did we do? We did what people in our ACB family always do. We figured out how to get it done. And we not only did it, we did it in an amazing way. With two virtual conventions, the first one I think we had over 2,000 people register for because they have such pent-up demand to get out and socialize and get together. And we didn't just survive, we thrived. We really did an amazing, amazing job as an organization. And our members, our board, and our staff had so much to do with that. And I just want to share a few of those highlights. So we went from back-to-back -back virtual conventions and D.C. leadership conferences into finally getting back together in Omaha last year with our first hybrid convention. And in that process, what did we do? We, as an organization, said everybody in this organization gets an individual right to vote, whether they're at the convention or not. And that is a principle we will never turn back over. We're all here together, and we all have an equal voice. i got to take one really personal privilege and say, the person that's been by my side through all of this is my wife, Leslie. She has been an inspiration. She has been there when I needed her for a hug or a kind word. You know, you can ask Brian, you can ask Donna. It's not real easy, right, Deb? You're starting to ask Rick. It's not real easy to be the spouse of an ACB president. There's lots of calls. There's lots of uh, turmoil. There's a lot of exciting opportunities. And Leslie was there for me every step of the way. But she has her own goals in life. And, and look how the auctions have flourished over the last four years. It's been absolutely amazing. So... Here we stand. Everybody now has the right to vote. If we look through what we've done, we put together a program called Traction, where we actually now set quarterly goals, yearly goals, three-year targets, and five-year plans. We actually are taking ACB, and we are trying to make and create, and I think we have, an accountability culture. We now have nine steering committees for our nine key programs and services, convention, advocacy, membership services, information referral and peer support, 
public awareness, scholarship and awards, audio description, management and administration, and resource development. We've also implemented our five core values. And I think we've lived these each and every day. We hit it every time we turn around. Integrity and honesty. Our word is our bond. Respect. Being a welcoming place where we respect each other's values and opinions. We've seen this this last week. Democracy in action with the debate of our resolutions. But we do it in a respectful way. And that's the right way to do it inside of our organization. Collaboration. We've expanded the number of corporate sponsors we have, the number of agencies and alliances that we're involved in. We are truly becoming the chief influencer in the blind and low vision field. We see it each and every day. I just got back from our vendor reception where our exhibitors in our exhibit hall Several of them, unsolicited, five, six of them came up to me and said, this is my favorite event I come to every year. This is my 4th of July holiday. I love being with ACB. That's us. That's how we treat people. Flexibility. My God, do we have flexibility. We live it each and every day. And initiative. We are always coming up with a better way to do things. Sometimes too many better ways to do things, but we will get it all worked out. That's what we do. So our five core values are very important to us. We've also created a prohibited conduct policy where we're trying to make sure that we keep a safe and welcoming environment for all of our members. So look at what we've accomplished. Look what has happened in the areas of audio description. I don't know if any of you all got to listen to the virtual panel discussion that Carl Richardson led, the co-chair of our audio description project last Thursday. But we had all of the major streaming services there for two and a half hours talking about their advancements in streaming and audio description with the American Council of Blind. Netflix, HBO Max, that's now called Max, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, Comcast Universal, they were all there listening and learning and participating with us. Think of where we've come in that particular area. We truly are the world leader in audio description. But we've now taken that one step further with our Audio Description Awards Gala, which this year will have our third annual awards gala on November 14th, where we honor industry and providers of audio description who have made a difference with now our annual People's Choice Awards, where you get to nominate and then select your favorite audio described film or audio-described series. It's amazing progress. Look what we've accomplished in the area of advocacy with our imperatives. Clark and I talk about this all the time. 
The last half of the 20th century was really dedicated to physical access for the most part. How do we have braille signage? How do we have large print on our elevators, our doors, our signs? How do we have mobility with ramps, right? That was really the focus of the last half of the 20th century. The first half of the 21st century, it's digital accessibility. We are being left behind in the area of digital accessibility. And we are fighting that in so many fronts, whether it be healthcare, whether it be our new website and software application accessibility act, whether it be our durable medical equipment bill where we're looking for equal access with durable medical equipment. Over and over again, we are out there beating the drum for accessibility and we can't stop. We've had two meetings with the Bureau of Engraving and Printing because by God, if I can live long enough, we're gonna have accessible currency. What do we want? When do we want it? You got it. And it's going to happen. We just met with the Bureau of Printing and Engraving on June 8th, and they are on track. We are at the third and final testing phase, we hope, for the counterfeit certification requirements. The expectation is that will finish by September or October. We then have a quality test that has to pass, and after that, a large batch run to make sure their equipment can manage the large, full-on production of the new $10 note with accessible tactile features. And after that, we'll be two years away from going live, where they'll have to turn the now-finished bills over to the bank equipment manufacturers so it can be tested and verified with all the ATMs and the vending machines and the high-speed money printers and all that. But right now, on record, their goal is that we will go live at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter of 2026 with a new accessible $10 note. We're not going away. We're going to continue to meet with them. Our next meeting is scheduled for the fall, and we'll continue to have those discussions. And I believe it's going to happen. I really, really do. But we're going to not let up. We're going to keep fighting every step of the way. So I was hoping to, well, I wasn't hoping necessarily, but I was planning on being here to say thank you for four years of being your ACB president. But life has a strange way of, of, you know, different circumstances. And so our wonderful executive director, Eric Bridges, after seven amazing years, accepted an opportunity to move on to the American Foundation for the Blind. Eric is a friend, a colleague, and let's give Eric Bridges a big hip, hip, hooray. So I you know, was asked by the board, and I'm happy to take on the role of our interim executive director here for the next year or so. And I have to tell you, folks, I had the opportunity to work with our staff on almost a daily basis as ACB president. 
But what I've learned over these last three and a half months is what an amazing team we have in our ACB staff. They are absolutely fantastic. And I think I'm going to list them all out here because we've kind of grown. I want to make sure you guys know everybody. So in advocacy, we have Clark Rockfall, our advocacy governmental affairs director. And underneath Clark, we have Swatha Nanda Kumar, who is our outreach advocacy specialist, Swatha. And one of our newer employees since last year when we had the convention is Tapatha Kinlon, who is our audio description project coordinator. And in the area of resource development, we now have a new resource development consultant, Bill Reeder. I don't know if you had a chance to meet Bill. He is a truly inspirational man. And now we have our Associate Resource Development Director, JoLynn Bailey-Page, also our grant writer. And our newest Resource Development Officer, Colby Garrison. And then in the area of uh, communications, our communications manager, Kelly Gass. And also our IT and audio, visual, and ACB media manager, Rick Morin. And our Braille Forum editor and so much more, Sharon Lovering. And our contractor for ACB Media, Larry Gassman. And also on our audio description team, we have our senior founder and consultant, Joel Snyder. And our ADP webmaster, Fred Brack. And then, in the area of, I call it finance and other duties as assigned, we have our chief financial officer, Nancy Marks Becker. We have our administrative assistant in the Minnesota office, Nancy Christine Fila. And then we have Chris Sawyer, our ACBES Thrift Store Manager. And we hope for his sake retiring this year, we have our contractor for account services, Lane Waters. And last but not least, one of our newer employees, our uh, administrative assistant in the Alexandria office, Caitlin Herrera. This is almost our whole team, but last and obviously not least, our membership services manager, Cindy Hollis. And our community events administrative assistant, Natalie Couch. 
This is our ACB staff. And folks, they are doing an absolutely amazing job. From communications going out from Kelly Gas at 5.30 in the morning during the convention, to Nancy Marks Becker leading the supervisor of election duties on resolution bills at 12.30 in the evening, to Clark Rackful, who I don't know how he does it. He, he can do a meeting in each ear while he's on the computer <laughs> doing just amazing advocacy work for our organization. Uh, we've asked Clark to be our uh, manager of the Alexandria office right now, and Nancy is our manager of the Minnesota office. We have moved into a new facility in Alexandria, we moved out of our old office into a very nice place. Uh, it's 225 Renneker Lane. It's right off of King Street in Old Town, Alexandria. Easy to navigate. It's right across from the metro station, all kinds of restaurants, offices. It's really an excellent location. They were able, honestly, in three days to pack everything up, get organized. We went down on a Tuesday and came back up on Wednesday in our new facilities with everything working, operating, full communications intact. A huge thanks to Nancy Mark Specker, Caitlin Herrera, and the entire Alexandria office team, Sharon Lovering, for pulling that off. Absolutely great work. So here we are. How do we move forward? I was so inspired the other day when I participated and listened in to the ACB Women's Sister Power Happy Hour. Melanie Sanoe and Maria Krischik were the young women who were telling their ACB stories. And if that doesn't make you feel good about the future of our organization, and Maria said something that really meant something to me. And she said, in ACB, in the way I live my life, is I embrace the attitude of gratitude. And I didn't ask Maria, but I said, I'm going to steal that because that is awesome. The attitude of gratitude. And as I go through this convention and I hear the voices and I hear the friends, I hear the attitude of gratitude. So for each of us this week, please continue to have that attitude of gratitude that is our ACB family. Honor our core values. Honor who we are as members of this amazing organization. And I just have to say, thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to serve. You just heard portions of the opening general session of the 62nd Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind, which was called to order at 7 p.m. on Saturday, July 1, 2023, in Schaumburg, Illinois. During the conference and convention, Deb Cook-Lewis was elected to her first full term as president of the American Council of the Blind. 
The American Council of the Blind is pleased to announce the continuation of our scholarship program, which offers financial support to entering college freshmen, undergraduate, and graduate-level students, as well as students attending technical college. Applications for the 2024-2025 school year scholarships can be submitted online through Wednesday, February 14, 2024. For more information, visit acb.org scholarships or contact the ACB office at 612-332-3242 or 1-800-866-3242. You can also email scholarships at acb.org. That's scholarships, plural, at acb.org. You've been listening to ACB Reports from the American Council of the Blind. ACB Reports is heard each month on audio information services across the United States and worldwide on the ACB Media Network, acbmedia.org. The show is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Contact the American Council of the Blind at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another edition of ACB Reports.